Hello, this is Lou Guadagnino. And this is Marilyn Guadagnino. Welcome to the Living Stress-Free Podcast. From Rochester, New York, on the edge of America. On the edge of America. So welcome, everyone. It's nice to be here. And we wanted to let you all know that Living Stress-Free is eight years old today. Isn't that amazing? This is our eight-year birthday. Yeah, eight years ago, we um, we launched our website and started our company. Yes, and our company is here to help people lower their stress, balance their life, and reach their goals. So we thank you all for tuning in with us today. Now, um, Lou, you were recently, just last week, you were a guest on a panel for Evan Dawson's Connection Show on WXXI. In Rochester. Yes, it was very exciting. And the topic was about wellness and whether wellness, they were looking at the pros and cons of the wellness industry and whether it's really achieving what it's set out to do and everything. So what we wanted to do today is piggyback on that discussion and um, go in a little more detail on how it was. But before we get into all the nitty gritty, what what was it like for you to be part of that panel? Was it a good time? Well, it, you know, it's always a good time to be on Evan Dawson's show because he, he really is very organized. You know, I really respect the way he does his job. And um, I have been on his show twice, once with you and once mm-hmm. by myself recently. Mm-hmm. And what I really love about being on his show is that, you know, you just go in and have a conversation. He, he takes care of the rest. Yes, yes. No, I like that about we were on his show what was it, a year or two years ago? I don't know. I actually don't know. We were talking about meditation. And um, yeah, it's very comfortable. It's like you're having a conversation in someone's living room. So very enjoyable. Yeah, he does a great job that way. So we're grateful to Evan for inviting us back then and inviting Lou back. So, But the topic of wellness was pretty interesting. And um, he was citing this one influencer on Instagram as it was an example of his point. And and this influencer was saying how she has these self-care days where she spends the entire eight hours in a day doing self-care, which has to do with you know meditating and going for a run and then maybe having a massage and doing all this self-care. And the point that they were bringing up on the on his show was that that is not easy for many people to do. People have to work, people have lots of responsibilities and things, so how can you possibly have these eight-hour days where you just do self-care all day? And so I wanted to have us discuss this in our Living Stress-Free podcast a little bit more because um, there's other, other perspectives of looking at this. There's other eyeglasses you can put on to really tune into what's going on here. So first of all, if you have a self-care day that is every once in a while, it's a great practice. It's a wonderful thing to do. Maybe once a month you take a day that is just your self-care day. It's like a me day. I love that term. It's like a me day. But um, it's based on the ancient tradition of going on retreat. And so you want to say a little more about that, Lou? Well, I think what you're what you're talking about is very important, and that there's the difference between, uh, 
you know, the traditions of yoga and meditations from where a lot of this is inspired from and and their social structures and, and how people were supported to go on retreat in those days versus nowadays. Right now, there's no support to go on retreat. No one wants to, to go on retreat. <laughs> so, you know, we've kind of turned it into an athletic event. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you've got people's uh, on, on the back of the car saying, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, run 20 miles, you know, and, and many, <laughs> which is great. I mean, I guess if that's what you want, that's a wonderful thing to do. Uh, and it's a great aspiration if that really helps balance your life and helps you stay in, you know, peak performance and wellness. That's wonderful. But the main point is that I think that what what the people were saying on on uh, Evan's show was very, very important. And that's that, uh, you know, we can't hold, the average person can't hold these these goals, if you will, up, you know, to being their standards. Because, you know, people have children, they have grandchildren, they have health conditions, they have, you know, economic struggles, they have job insecurity. We, you know, the people who were doing originally these retreats, you know, in the Buddhist and, and yogic traditions, these retreats go on for months. <laughs> One day is nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, well, there is a whole social system set up to, to provide for them and support them. And I think that's the main thing that I believe you're trying to, to point out is that, you know, you have to be very careful. Um, something like yoga and meditation is not an athletic event. Yes, but I, I guess what comes to mind for me is this, I think the more stressed we are as a society, the more we get caught into all or nothing thinking. So everything becomes something you have to do that's a big deal. For example, um, let's talk about exercise for a moment and people that do cross training and all kinds of things. Exercise for many people nowadays becomes this huge athletic event that they have to really excel and do something grand and amazing. And the idea of just going to the gym and, you know, going on the treadmill for 20 minutes, doing a couple weights and leaving after 45 minutes, that is actually not the norm. The norm is people go and they make it some really big thing. And I think anything having to do with self-care is taken in that vein nowadays days because we're stressed and we think in terms of all or nothing so if we're going to do self-care we're really you know we have to do something big and so the idea of the all-day self-care day is the way that people associate that and and i'm all for an all-day self-care day but it, it isn't realistic for most people so i think that the the stress society that we live in goes for these big big ways of trying to come up with solutions. And what we teach people when living stress-free is you don't have to do it on a big grand scale. You can do it in little ways. You can bring self-care into your life every day in small ways that add up. And I think that's... Yeah, can I give you an example? Please. Okay, so we have three dogs. We have three dogs, Gigi, Gogo, and uh, Benny. And I walk each one of them most of the time individually. So I'm kind of like known as the dog man uh, in the neighborhood for, you know, a couple of miles. And they always see me walking these three dogs individually. And I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me and said, you know, how do you do this? How do you do this? You know, why would you walk these three dogs individually? Why do you do that? 
These are the same people you see out there with their metal water bottles walking for like <laughs> five miles. You know, yes. I'm walking the same amount or more of them, but I don't have to carry the bottle. And, um, you know, and I'm spending alone time, quality time with each dog, which actually makes all of them feel a lot more secure and all of them get along better. So it really is a, a more intelligent strategy to me. Plus, you can really pay attention to each dog's needs because all three of them and you dog owners out there, I'm sure you would agree with us. When you have more than one dog, they're very unique. Their needs are very different from each other. So we can keep an eye on, you know, some of them want to walk slower. Other, another dog may want to walk faster. You know, we can see whether they're, you know, their habits of what they need to do out there. So well, plus it's they educational. Wa- they want to spend time with you alone. Mm-hmm. And they're always looking out for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing I've noticed about every pet we've ever had. They all want to spend time with you alone. They want to know, do I have your attention alone? Yes. You know, it's special. So, it's special. Yeah, and if you walk them alone, they get that time and, and they feel satiated. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a very good example. And so do I, by the way. I love my time alone with them. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's a great example. And the getting back to the discussion on wellness, what I found interesting, and this ties in with the dogs, is that. Um, what was mentioned by the other guests on the panel that were wonderful to listen to. and Yeah, they were very, very, very good. Yeah, one was a yoga teacher and one was a dietitian. But they mentioned wellness in terms of exercise, diet, and mental health. And I think they were pretty accurate as to how most people see wellness in those, you know, just in that, in those main categories. But but we in living stress free take the wellness idea into eight categories we have it expanded out to eight different areas and it's very different than the normal idea of wellness so how we have it is mental health physical health relationships recreation work spirituality the prosperity which covers money and belongings and all that and um education which is learning so we have it as eight areas and these are the living areas and that anybody who is a balanced person with less stress looks at all those areas and honors all those areas in some way on a regular basis So for us, what we teach people is that if you can find small ways to honor all those areas as best as you can each week, forget about every day, but each week, you will feel more balanced. You will have more balance in life, which will lower your stress. So that's what really struck me in listening to this wellness podcast on the show you were on last week is that they, you know, it's kind of limited the way people see wellness we see it in a more expanded way because wellness has to do with so many more areas of life than just exercise diet and mental health i mean that's basically looking at just physical health and mental health but i i believe wellness goes way beyond that yeah i think wellness originally came from as i said on evan dawson's show it came from the holistic medicine um, tradition 
and they decided that that was too granola, so they switched over to wellness. But then the truth of the matter is, and I, think, I know this sounds cynical to a lot of people, but you just have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> the truth of the matter is that I worked, I, I've worked in hospitals, and they, they tried to steal that brand of wellness. So the medical model tried to steal the brand of wellness, and we really need to just openly say that. So it became to find a second way, such as like what your, you know, your body mass is and 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 what your blood pressure is and they tried to turn it into something and i'm not suggesting that these are not very important parts of our health of course they are it's part of medicine but medicine does did not really originate the idea of wellness and if you go back it's only a couple of you know literally a couple of decades old you see that it really had to do with basically using natural oftentimes spiritual practices, whether they be in eating, meditating, exercise, how you communicate, many different things, how they could improve your general overall wellness. And that's what LSF, we still think about wellness that way. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So we try and help people attain this balanced wellness in their life by somehow honoring these eight areas. And I wanted to kind of target how you might be able to do that. So here's an example of in tiny, small ways you can on a regular basis honor each of these areas. So physical health, that's an easy one. So if in some way you try and get some kind of exercise in on a regular basis, that's a way of honoring it. Now let's say you want to exercise one day and you just aren't able to, you're just too tired, you're just not feeling well, you can still honor the area of physical health in your life by maybe catching up on your rest that day. Instead of feeling terrible that you didn't get up and go to the gym, you can sleep in a little and feel good about the fact that you honored your needs to get more rest that day. So it's it's a just it's a little bit of a shift in how you look at it. Instead of being completely goal oriented that the only way I'm gonna honor my physical health is if I achieve this, you know, I have to do four miles a day. Maybe you need to honor your physical health by getting a little more rest or maybe doing other ways of self-care. So that's an example of the physical health area. Um, then there's well, one of the one of the, a good question about what you're saying is, is it really optimal to take care of your wellness, your well-being, and your physical health, and your obviously your mental health as well? Is it really optimal to take care of that using, you know, making it into a goal, and then setting objectives to reach that goal? Is that really the best strategy to do that, or is it not more effective to actually learn how to listen to your mind and body and find out what they're needing day to day, moment to moment, because um, that doesn't fit under goals and objectives. But in the end, those are the processes that, that depend on whether or not we reach our goal. Absolutely. And life happens. Life, life happens. happens. Life, we, we, life has a life of its it own. It does. And we can't stop that. And we can't change that. So 
we're constantly needing to adjust and be flexible to what life's throwing at us every day. And I'm sure all of you out there know that every day, whatever you expect to happen is probably not going to happen because something's going to, you know, get in the way of that, these unexpected events. So we have to roll with the punches. We have to flow with the go. And we have to, <laughs> we, have to we have to uh, honor our physical health in a way that, you know, Works. works works with within our with the unexpected things that yeah. happen in life and not feel bad about it because when people you know i work with so many people and myself included feel bad about it when you know you have certain i have to eat this certain way today and you know and they have a birthday party at work and suddenly there's a cake sitting there and it looks so good and a like oh cake. and I'm, I'm not supposed to have that but oh my god that looks so good right. and you know and, and it's someone's birthday which means that if you don't eat it exactly. you're really spitting on that you're, person yes yes you're just like 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 they're not important. I hope you eat it every time, don't you? <laughs> I always do. <laughs> well, I would hope so. I mean, why spit on these people? <laughs> so these are the unexpected things. We have to we have to adjust. And if we sit there and be rigid and just say, nope, 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 I'm I have to be this certain way. You know, first of all, you've just now ostracized yourself from others. You've now like you're you're losing the fact that you're part of the world, the bigger world, and you're part of nature. And right. you know, it's not about what you th really think is right, but it's about how you are able to adjust to the changes that happen. Well, see, that's one of the things I think that's very unique about Alzheimer's is that we we suggest to people that they have a certain intention, mm -hmm. you know, an intention of doing what they perceive as being the best for themselves, for the people they know, for the world at large. That's their intention. But then we also encourage them to be adaptable and realistic to the circumstances they're mm -hmm. in. And I don't think you find that a lot of no. places. No, I don't think you do either. So another wellness area for us is relationships. So let's say that you want to honor your relationships and there's certain Let's say there's a friend you really want to connect with, but the friend's not available. They're not. They're not texting you back or emailing you back. Well, in in our way of looking at it, you just focus your attention on maybe another relationship in your life. You're honoring all relationships. So maybe it's a coworker you spend a little extra time with chatting with that day. Or maybe when you're at the grocery store, you take a little time with the cashier and, and ask them how they're doing. How's their day going? You know, for, for us, honoring relationships is all relationships. And maybe if it's not the one that you have your, your mind on, you know, how Having some communication with that day, you just shift and you work with somebody else that is there. You know, whoever's in your field of awareness at the time is where you put your attention on. Right. So you can use anything that's in your current situation to make progress. Exactly. So that's how you can honor relationships in your life. Another area is learning and education. This is a biggie because um, there's lots of people that have goals and intentions of, oh, I'd love to go get another, you know, get a, a degree. I'd like to go back to college. I'd like to do something, you know, big and amazing. But, you know, you can honor education just by looking something up on Google. I remember um, 
remember years ago, I, I always am um, amazed by the sound of cicadas in the summertime. I love the sound of cicadas, and I've got it down to where they really start singing. Probably by next weekend, they'll start singing. They usually start in the beginning of July, unless climate change changes that. <laughs> but um, I was fascinated by the sound of cicadas because I love the sound. It's like so meditative to me. So, you know, here's an example. Just I got my iPad out outside we were sitting outside and i started looking up cicadas and i found out all about them how they live most of their life underground for like seven years they're underground and i couldn't they, believe and that they when just, you told me that i couldn't believe it <laughs> and they Se- just yes. seven years and they come up and all they do they're only they're only above ground for a couple months that's it and they sing and they mate and then they die <laughs> is it that long i thought it was like a week or a day well it or depends something. on the there's lots of species of cicadas okay. but um the most it would be would be several months but uh, so this is just an example you can honor your need to learn in just the simplest ways it doesn't have to be something as big as taking a, you know a college course or getting a degree it could be in very small ways so um, another, another area is the money and belongings. And how do you honor that? Well, as simple as it could be just being aware of your budget and how you're doing with it, it could be looking at your stuff and deciding, all right, I have too much clutter. How many people have too much clutter out there? I have too much clutter. And I really need to go in this room and get rid of some of this crap. <laughs> or maybe it's realizing, no, to make my life a little smoother we really need to get this and what do we need to save the money to get that so that's these are all ways of honoring prosperity and money in your life so these are examples of how living stress-free we the way we see wellness is on a bigger more grand scale well we you're mentioning the first part which is balancing your life but the second part is reducing your stress and that's a whole unique we have a very unique way of helping people understand and reduce stress, which I don't think we can go into at this point. We need a whole show for that because it it really is something that's very different. It's very exciting and it works. And we know it works because we've been doing it now for eight years today. Eight years today. Happy birthday, LSF. But what we can get into is Evan Dawson on the show last week, he commented on our name. Oh, yes. He commented, and he's... Well, he had a great question. Yes, yes, yes. Tell everybody what he said. Well, I think, I, this is a paraphrase, but what I liked that he said was this is the, the most difficult question in the next 45 <laughs> minutes or something like that. And he said, living stress-free, I think, what did he say, overselling or something like that? I think it was, He said, your name is living stress-free. Living stress-free so, so how is that yeah. not um, materialistic or, I, I don't no, know. Not not, materialistic. Not yeah, I think it was it was more like overselling or something. Yeah, yeah. And this is a question that we do hear from people about our name, you know, because people, the name Living Stress-Free, it's our name. It's our brand. It's the name of our company. Right. But when we say it to people, wherever we go, there's always a reaction. And people stop and they'll say, well, is that really possible? Can you really live stress-free? Or they'll say... Wow, that would be amazing. I wish I could live stress-free. Or there's, there's always some kind of reaction. But I think the one that we, we get the most is, can you really live stress-free? And that's what Evan Dawson was asking. So how did you respond to him? 
Well, there's two ways of responding to that. Honestly, one is it's just a flashy name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like Pepsi Cola, Coca Cola. We we're not a not-for-profit organization. We are a business, and so we need a flashy name. That's one part of it. The right. other part of it is that, in a sense, it's true because the the way that we help people. Um, get over their stress or reduce their stress and get over very intense stress that they've had in the or stressful events that they've had in the past is by helping them experience the part of our mind that we all have. This is something that we are born with. We're born into a state of open awareness, which in LSF we call core awareness. We call it core awareness simply because it is our core. It is our original experience. And it has no sense of I and others, subject and object. It is nothing like that whatsoever. The mind at this point is not developed. And as time goes on, we develop our mind. Our mind creates a sense of I and others, subject and object. And an entire, basically, matrix is created of conflict that's going to happen over and over again and is going to increase stress. But the original state of core awareness remains intact and is always present in their minds. And we help people get back in touch with that experience of core awareness. And the truth is, at its most fundamental level, what LSF does is it gives you experience of core awareness. And that experience of core awareness dissolves your stress. It's really it, it it's more elaborate than that when you want to understand how that works, but that is the simple case. And so we're not saying stress isn't going to happen to you. We're not saying you're not going to have stress in your life. What we're saying is you're going to be able to experience your stress in a different way if you follow what we have to teach you and we and we you try the practices and they really work. You'll just experience it in a different way, so that's that's the bottom line. About well, you won't our just name. experience it in a different way; it will also dissolve the stress. Yes, yes, which is what you said. So, yes. just exactly. So that's what living stress free is all about. So, the last part I wanted to mention because I'm not going to go through all the eight areas of wellness, but I wanted to end with talking about recreation because recreation is a huge part of life that people do not honor because they're usually too busy and it's something you do after you get everything else done. And it is part of our system of wellness, of honoring all eight areas and recreation being honored in some small way every day would really help lower your stress and connect you with your core awareness. So the best way to do that is to find some little part of your day, whether it's just 10 minutes, if 10 minutes you're doing something and recreation, excuse me, is defined as anything you do. You don't, you do, you don't have to do it. You choose to do it because you want to do it because you enjoy it. So that could be anything. It doesn't have to be a big active recreational sporting event. It could be as simple as, you know, just reading a book, watching something on television that makes you laugh or or whatever it is. But we highly suggest, even if it's 10 minutes a day, you are honoring recreation in your life, and anybody can find 10 minutes a day to add that to their life. So that will help round out your wellness in your life. So we've been talking about wellness and living stress-free and all, all our concepts because it's, it's, our, our, anniversary. it's our anniversary. It's our yeah. birthday. Yeah. And we're 
happy to share all this and we have our podcasts every week there for you and we love that you guys tune in and we strongly suggest to visit our website livingstressfree.org and you can contact us there with any questions and also visit our facebook page yes and our facebook page which is living stress free inc but even more important than that we work with people individually um, online so if you're not in the Rochester or the New York area, that's no problem. We work with people, both the life coaching and counseling and educating you, everything you want to know about LSF and how to use it to reduce your stress, increase your wellness, and reach your dreams. It sounds good. So happy summer solstice, everyone. It's summertime now. Enjoy. Have wellness and balance. And we will be back next week with more tips and suggestions to help brighten your day. 